0: Happy New Year to our community of entrepreneurs. We are back and ready to kick off another year of podcasting. Vincent A. Lancy here. Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. And today we have an incredible journey ahead of us, full of persistence. And here is a preview to what we are going to hear today. After being cut by five NFL teams, he ended up writing a new playbook. We will sit down with former player Rick Elmore and discuss going analog for building meaningful relationships, the power of handwritten notes, all things sales, and so much more. He joins us as the founder of Simply Noted, which he created while working in medical sales. So this is a great message to all of you hustlers out there balancing your nine to five and your founding a company. Don't give up. He is proof of what persistence and dedication can accomplish. More about Simply Noted, it is an API-first platform that streamlines the creation and distribution of genuine handwritten notes. This company has experienced 300% and 200% year-over-year revenue growth, and I saw that in the stats. I had to include that. But stay tuned for this week's Spotlight story. We have an incredible one at the halfway point. Since we have a former football player turned entrepreneur with us, we're going to go over Drew Brees and his entrepreneurial journey in an article titled, Retired QB turned entrepreneur Drew Brees shares the key to building inner strength and mental toughness for leadership. We'll bring on Rick back to talk on that article after we discuss. But first, Rick, thanks for stopping by that entrepreneur show. Thanks for having me here today, Vincent. It's great to be here. I'm real excited to kick this show off, so we might as well get to it. Why did you become an entrepreneur at first? I mentioned that when you created the company, I mentioned you played a little ball. Let's hear the story. Yeah, it's a great question. So, uh,
1: my background's in college and professional athletics. Um, went to the University of Arizona here, uh, actually down in Tucson. Had a, was fortunate to have a pretty good career. Uh, led the the Pac-10 back then in multiple stat categories my junior and senior year. Was then drafted into the nfl um uh, which is kind of a later round draft pick but i uh, got to live out my childhood dream for three years it was a uh, as you said earlier a tough journey it wasn't what everybody thought you know with the nfl uh experiences i would say about 99.5 percent of the athletes there are you know living just like how i was uh trying to make a team every year um, being cut picked up traveling all over the country but you know, I got to live that out, and I look back, I have no regrets. So was a great time. But when I got done, I got into corporate medical device sales. I worked for Stryker. That was my first job. Okay. It was one of the top uh, orthopedic medical companies. Um, was in a sales uh, development and, and uh, territory manager role for almost three years, okay. and then uh, got recruited from a friend from college. So again, you know, it's it's all about who you know. Um, got recruited to a different company and uh they were in more of the dental space and, and that was an absolute crazy ride it was a lot of fun it was kind of like the wild wild west a lot of the restrictions that we had with like the hospital sales weren't in the ortho field uh, or the dental or dental okay. field so it was a lot of fun but yeah i just you know i had a lot of success there you know my my, my i would say my rookie year <laughs> my first year med device sales i was uh Uh, team MVP of the Southwest. So I had a really good year as uh, an associate rep role. But then my next almost six years, uh, every single year, I was either top 1% or top five sales rep in the company. And that just came from doing everything that I did as an athlete, all the transferable skills that I developed as an athlete, you know, working hard, being a good teammate, perseverance, drive, will, not accepting no, getting up when I get knocked down um and that's you know something i'm really passionate about is life after sport you know a lot of athletes out there don't know how well equipped they are for success after sport
0: this segment is sponsored by bedrock business builders a small business startup specialist start build manage
1: it's just taking what you've already been practicing for two decades and just applying it to something else and i got to do that but yeah it's just after six years um there just was an itch there I couldn't scratch. I just knew there was something else out there for me. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs are like this. It's just like an, it's an inner feeling. It's like a fire. It's, it's like a, something that's, you know, is there, but just can't be fulfilled. And I was searching for something. So I went back and did my MBA, um, night school, uh, while training for an Ironman. I had my first baby the same year, or my my son, and, (laughs) you know, while still holding a medical sales job. But um, it was about a year into the program, I I was in a marketing class and this is, you know, when I had that entrepreneurial moment, seizure, idea, light bulbs, you know, went off. I was in a lecture and I had a a, a marketing professor going over all the success rates in marketing and sales, like sales, it's out there, relationships, talking to people, knocking on doors, phone calls, right? Like marketing is like whatever, right? But um, I was still trying to learn and apply everything to make me more successful in what I was doing. And he was going over everything and everything was nominal, like a few single digit percentage success rates, like email, cold calling, um, direct mail, print mail, whatever. And at the end of the lecture, the, the professor mentioned, hey, guys, you know, it still works, you know, more than ever, if not better than ever is a good old fashioned handwritten note like it's extremely rare nobody's competing in the mailbox anymore and it's appreciated like no one's doing it absolutely and i was like i was like man that is no like no brainer but who has the time to do it like when i was being recruited Um, you know, in college by coaches or agents when I was, you know, getting out of college or even when coaches would send me letters after I was done playing with the teams, that meant so much to me. And I grew up in a generation before the cell phone. I got my first cell phone at 16. Like we used to write handwritten notes to our friends all the time in school and get in trouble for it. I still have a box of that stuff. So long story short, um, worked with the mailing house here in Phoenix, boosted technology and from South America and China. Started tinkering with you know these really crappy machines that we just we haven't used in years, but we just tried to test it to see if it worked. And it took us about a month of tinkering. I sent out 500 letters um, <laughs> to some prospects in my in my uh, territory at the time, and I had about 30 doctors call me back. And if you're in sales and you have a client calling you, like you're doing something right, right? Yeah. Like it never happens. And these doctors would call me, and they would say like, Hey, Rick, like. First off, this is cool. Like nobody sends me a handwritten note. Like thanks, but like, hey, this offer sounds good. Let's book a lunch and talk about it. And nice. I had like a, a, a quota of like fifty thousand dollars a month, so it wasn't like a big quota. And over the next six weeks, from all those meetings, I closed two hundred eighty thousand dollars in sales, like twenty eight thousand dollars in commission. My whole company is going nuts. My VP of yeah. sales like won't stop calling me. He's like, "What are you doing? It's working. Let's get the whole company doing this." And that's like when all the excitement, you know, just it flooded my brain. I was like, all right, this is it. This is what I've been searching for. And yeah, it was just kind of like a euphoric moment. You know, it's when you feel something, you know, it's there and you just can't find it. And you finally find it. It's just such a magical moment. And that's what I was able to
0: do through that journey. I think I can certainly agree with you. Just the power of this handwritten note. You know that someone really appreciates what's Mm -hmm. going into that note. I mean, it's very easy to write the email. Not very easy to write that post-it note because everybody is busy, like you just said, who has the time, making time for a handwritten note. You remember those, as you said, your your college recruiters, the people who took the time to write you that note. It meant a lot to you, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was something because, you know, what they're doing is they're giving you time. What's more
1: valuable than time nowadays? Everything can be automated from a text message to an email to even some like mail. It's automated, right? Mm-hmm. But when you get something in the mail where it has your name on it, it's used like and it's a real pen. Like the, the way you can tell it's real is you lick your thumb and you try to smear the ink. If it smears, it's a real pen. Mm-hmm. Um, those laser printed machines and we have a a, a laser it's called a printing press in our warehouse. We have one of those just for printing our stationery. The ink won't smear. So yeah, it's just, what we're trying to do now is, you know, scale. Number one is scale relationships. We're trying to automate it help people connect, even though it's, it's done by robots and we can talk about all the technology that we've developed here. You know, it's still personal, right? Mm -hmm. It's better than that email that you're getting 150 a day. You know, it's, Better than that text message that is just blowing up and, and annoying you and, you know, you know um, uh, what do you call it, uh, distracting you from what you're doing, right? When you go to that ma- mailbox and you see something in there, it's almost like a treat, right? You see all of like some bills, maybe some like uh,
0: advertisements, mm-hmm. but
1: then you see this, you're like, oh, that's cool. You're, like you're, you're actually excited to open it and see what somebody
0: wanted to send you, right? So Absolutely. it's pretty cool. I agree with you 100%. Well, keep up the great work, Rick. I now want to switch over to helping our audience a bit. What is one book, tool, workshop, app, anything you use to succeed that can help everyone else find more success? That's a great question. So I'm a a man of tools and resources. I'm
1: constantly self-educating. I mean, there's a few books I would recommend and a few resources. Is it okay if I share a few? (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, well, first off, if uh, if you're in sales or if you're just young in your career, there's one book that anybody should read, and it's it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's uh, by Dale Carnegie. Um, when I was getting out of the NFL, um, I, I was so raw. All I had was like you know the transferable skills. I didn't have the people skills um, of you know developing relationships, earning their trust, earning their business, earning their loyalty. And Dale Carnegie really breaks it down to some simple, easy reading, um, for you to understand that. Oh, there it is. Yeah. I read it. I actually have an audio book now. I listen to it every January. So anytime I'm driving my office, I just, you know, listen to it until I get through it. And then there's another book. If you're, if you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you've been in business for a few years, you need to read the E Myth. you got to get out of your business, you got to start working on your business. Um, that's actually a book that was written by Michael Lee Gerber. He was actually here in Phoenix. I got to read him, uh, meet him a couple of weeks ago. It's just great. It's just as an entrepreneur, you want to have your hands on everything, like because you got to know how everything works. But if you want to scale mm-hmm. your business and eventually sell your business, you got to kill the king. Like, you got to have systems and processes, standard rating, operating procedures, and you got to get yourself out of the business because nobody wants to buy a business that relies on you. Mm-hmm. And then, not the self help, but you can take a lot of the stuff from uh, a lot of the, um, the, uh, things that you'll learn from this book, but it's it's a really cool read. It's called Endurance. It's Shackleton's uh, Voyage. Um, I think it was to either the North or South Pole. It's a really cool book. Um, it's about this uh, this um, somebody an explorer who gets this team together and they're but as a their journey just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And it talks to you about his just resilience to figuring it out and and making it and, and saving everybody. It's a really cool story. And then, I mean, there's tons of tools. If if you're somebody who you know understands marketing automation, you really need to understand how to work with Zapier. It's going to save you tons of hours of work of automating a lot of your busy work. And then Coursera, I'm constantly always on Coursera taking a new class. I try to take one class a quarter. Right now I'm doing a CS50s uh, class, which is just all about software development because that's one of our, our biggest headaches over here is software. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm a man of tools and resources. I use them all day, every day.
0: I love that. Everybody, Coursera is a, a, a it's got plentiful resources. Pretty much anything you would want to learn on there, you can find a way to learn. Thank you for inspiring me to keep learning, keep going out there, keep learning new things. But just like that, when we talk about which parts, which apps, which books, things that can help you succeed, I want to also help our audience succeed in another way. What are some of the more challenging parts you find of being on your own to help them battle the same struggles? So the hardest thing for me was,
1: you know, transitioning from a W2 to being responsible, um, for a W2 or for my team's W2s. Right. Um, when you're an employee, like you're, you're basically in your own box. Like it's like, not my problem. You're not my issue. Like somebody else is going to fix it. When you take that leap over to being an entrepreneur, everything's your problem Mm -hmm. from how your product is. Is, you know, made to how it's shaped to how your online perception is, to how your website works, mm-hmm. to um how things are operating, your billing. I mean, everything's your problem, and you got to have a massive grip on it. And uh, being able to manage that stress, um early on, it's not a a big problem because you're you're small, but as you scale to a, you know, maybe a multi, you know, a seven, maybe a multiple, multi, seven figure company, there's just a lot more at risk on the table. So being able to stay level headed is incredibly important. Taking care of your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health um becomes more of a, a maybe your number one priority over everything else because without that you're not gonna be able
0: to, you know, have a successful business. Absolutely. And this comes up because I focus on mental health and entrepreneurship. Which field are you in? And I describe it as there really is no entrepreneurship without mental health. If I'm not doing what I need to do to take care of my mental health, I really can't (laughs) then run a business, really care for anyone else. You can't be anybody else's best friend to your own best friend. Remember that everyone listening on. I think it's now a great time to hop into the spotlight story. And I'm real excited to get our guest take on it after we go over it a bit. Talks about the great Drew Brees. Anyone watches football, you have to respect Drew Brees. Long career in the league. Stands for all the right things. And he has extended himself into business, into entrepreneurship. And here where we talk about some things, like we, we just touched on, mental toughness, inner strength. Drew is the great at that. And we're going to share some of this article's feed now from the Biz Times. NFL quarterback Drew Brees says he has always been a positive person so much so that his teammates on the New Orleans Saints would call him annoyingly optimistic. Perhaps that's why the 2010 Super Bowl champion turned broadcaster and now turned businessman sees adversity as a way for leaders to build their inner strength and mental toughness rather than something to fear. Quote, you're going to have all types of adversity. You're going to have all types of moments and circumstances where all of a sudden it feels like you're off course and going in a direction that you and your team did not expect. And yet you have to become with your hand that steers the ship. He shared his thoughts on teamwork. And I think this is another part as you try to scale, this becomes more important. Bree said that the toughness of the mental variety is the second or third skills that it takes to be a great quarterback and to a CEO. Be motivating, be inspiring. You're bringing out the best of those around you. And that's where he translates from the football field right to his business. When things aren't going good and you receive all the criticism, man, you've got to shoulder it. You've got to take on that burden. When all of those around you take on that accountability, it takes pressure off them and makes them want to work harder to achieve the ultimate goal. And I, again, see this correlation right to business here, right from the football field. Before I bring our guest back on, he also talks about this fellow and relationships that's where you start looking at those who are in positions of leadership within the company and ask, do you share the morals? Do you share the values? Do you share the same vision of where the company is going to look and how it is going to grow? That right there, everybody on the football team probably has to buy into if you're going to accomplish something special. Rick, what are your takeaways between these leadership lessons on the field and in business? Yes, almost. <laughs> Drew Brees is a great quarterback. He's a,
1: a great leader. Um, I think he touched on a lot of great – points um, number one mental toughness so it doesn't matter what you're doing in life you're going to have to have mental toughness exactly. um doesn't matter if it's relationships with you know your significant other if it's um your own personal journey if it's with work there's going to become you know there's going to come challenges that you're just going to be so stressed out with that uh, it's going to be easy to give up you know quit or keep going and uh i heard this quote recently if it was um exactly I was but it was like you know if you want strength you're gonna have to overcome um challenges and if you want wisdom you're gonna have to solve problems and um there's no other way around it there's no other way to it um like you're gonna grow through what you go through and i think that's what drew Brees is talking about here it's being able to keep everybody in line on the same ship moving forward that's what leaders do yep. and um, having mental toughness being able to stay optimistic Even through the worst of times, um, a leader needs to be able to do that. And if you're an entrepreneur, you need to do, do that for your employees
0: or your team. Couldn't agree with you more. Thank you for bringing that to the table here now, Rick. I think with running a business, you are going to be tried maybe not just as much as running an NFL team, but you're going to be tried just as much in many ways. The ups and downs are going to be there. The constant struggle and finding ways to succeed, keeping yourself mentally tough, mentally level-headed. We've been talking about that a lot today and it is for good reason. Let's now talk a little more about your entrepreneurship journey here, Rick. What is one of your greatest lessons learned in entrepreneurship? Um, I think that, uh,
1: you're going to fail and you're going to fail a lot and it's, you're you're going to have to mitigate those, those <laughs> failures and make sure they're not catastrophic. Um, you're going to have to fail often, fail early, um, keep learning, don't make the same mistakes. Yeah. I thought that this was going to be like a, a three to four year journey um, where you know, my, my mindset was to build, build this, to sell it from day one. And we've decided, you know, a couple of years ago that our, our vision is a lot bigger than that. Um, yeah. You know, we've invested a lot into our platform, into our technology, um you know as we've worked with our clients we've been able to provide them better solutions which has been able to allow us to scale our business in different ways that we never thought we'd be able to do that so i would i would think that uh and this is again why i think a lot of entrepreneurs are good or a lot of entrepreneur or a lot of athletes are good entrepreneurs is because they know how to deal with failure Um, You have to learn how to deal with it. You can't be afraid of it. Make it your Mm -hmm. friend, um, you know, and don't make mistakes on purpose. Right. It's it's just learning and failing and learning and failing. And you just got to keep that going nonstop. And if you can keep that going nonstop and kind of just, you know, pile your knowledge on top of each other within a few years you know that compounding knowledge is just going to make you so much more successful
0: yes it's quote-unquote failures it's just going to be learning lesson after learning lesson you pick up the pieces you move forward and you keep trying to get it right but before we let you go rick i've got to ask you my favorite question which entrepreneur are you choosing to sit down with throughout history dead or alive i'm not a kind of guy that uh
1: kind of is fanboyish over (laughs) other people. Uh, I think it's really important if you're going to have mentors in your life, you know them personally, because to me, like, I don't want to look up to somebody, you know, if they're not a good person, you know, in in real life, but they're a great business person. But um, if I had to pick somebody that I didn't know, I would say Elon Musk just because of the challenges he decides to go after fearlessly. Um, I know a lot of people don't like him because he's just relentless and he kind of wears people down, but that's my background. I had coaches that were relentless and you down because that's what they got the best out of me. I, I wouldn't have been as good of a football player as I was if I didn't have coaches that were constantly pushing past best limits. And that's what great leadership does. If mm-hmm. they see something in you, they're going to push you because they know that there's more in you. And, if that person wants to be pushed, which a lot of athletes do, it's a good thing. Maybe some people don't, but um, I think you know, just his ability to go after problem solve it and get things done and actually, you know, execute it is, is pretty awesome. But then I, I have some you know personal mentors here uh, that I know just through through life, um, uh, you know, that nobody would probably know because <laughs> I, I I have more personal mentors, you know, people I can talk to about life and family and business, which is really really important to have.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for stopping by the show, kicking off our 2023 season here. Where can everybody find more about your company, more about you, all things online? Awesome. Yeah. I yeah so I I spend most of my time every single day on LinkedIn. Um,
1: if anybody wants to connect with me, they can go to LinkedIn. Uh, just look up Rick Elmore, R I C K E L M O R P. That's really been a good resource for us. And then our website, if anybody wants to learn more about what we do over here, it's just simply noted dot com uh it's s as in sam i m as in mary p y noted.com and i highly recommend anybody if they're interested in integrating some handwritten notes into their website or their businesses just go to the business tab on our website and we do a really good job i don't know if this is on video but we send a really nice handwritten sample kit with everything that you'd like to see before even trying and we we spent about 15 dollars on this and we'll send this to you for free um, just so you can kind of see it. So I, I'd highly recommend anybody just go to the website and request a free sample kit.
0: All right, everyone out there, be sure to request a free sample kit. Get started with Rick and all he has to offer. That free sample kit, again, is on his website. And I am at Vincent A. Lancy. The show is now condensing onto the main pages. At Vincent A. Lancy on Instagram, YouTube, all of the main platforms. Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can go to those pages on That Entrepreneur Show. You'll see episode after episode right there, ready for you to stream and learn from our community of entrepreneurs. And with that, we will see you next Friday on another episode of That Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Rick.